Hi, and welcome again to Concepts for Living. We consider it a privilege to come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living. I want you to stay tuned because I'll be speaking in this message from the theme, Be Reconciled to God. This doctrine of reconciliation is both paramount and prominent in the Bible, particularly in the epistles of St. Paul. The concept implies reestablishing of estranged relationships. I said that reconciliation implies reestablishing of estranged relationships. This concept has been employed in various spheres. Many times when things have gotten out of order and when we have become estranged from each other, that's when reconciliation is required. Now, you're going to observe that the Bible advocates this to the extent that true reconciliation is bridge building. Bridge building. Not barrier building. It's not that which accepts variance and estrangement, but rather it is that which changes estrangement, separation, and even enmity. Thus, out of serious collaboration, many have sat down together to address the issues of estrangement. This business of being separated, our world is plagued with that today. I want to say here that if COVID-19 and the coronavirus hasn't done anything for this world, it has made us aware that there comes a time in life when we must be prepared to make changes. Oh yeah. We don't worship under the same settings. We don't do whatever we want to do like we've always done it. We've had to accept that we are required to make changes. Changes all around. Paradigm changes in thinking. Paradigm changes in business. Paradigm changes in family life. Some of us have never spent as much time as we're spending right now in our houses as a family. Changes are taking place everywhere under this condition that we call COVID-19. And I'm just so grateful today that I can advocate that there is not only change taking place, but we can expect and anticipate and be a part of change for the better. And certainly change in our relationship with our God. Oh yeah, there's racial estrangements. 
social status estrangements, national and international relations change. And in spiritual life, change. In this season, you and I are finding ourselves having to call upon God to do some supernatural things for us. Yeah, yeah. Any time that you discover that where you have been laboring and earning your living, bought your house with the intention that you would be there until it's paid for. Only to discover that there's a, a, an envelope put in your hand that said it's all over now. We can't continue like this. We can't operate like this. Our income is not matching our expenditure. Our bottom line doesn't look good. And so now many today are without jobs. And somehow we need to understand that that may be change. But there can be change in the midst of the change. You're not listening to me. Change in the midst of the change for the better. That's why new businesses are starting. That's why new opportunities are being presented. That's now why refitting and, 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 and reordering and reestablishing. Oh, my God. Change everywhere. Am I right this morning? Change. Change not only in those particular realms, but change in our own bodies. Somehow, when you stop and think of the thousands that are dying per day, not only in the Western world, but all over the world. God help us today. Aren't you glad that while you can say, like the song poet, change and decay all around, I see, watch this, oh thou who changes not, abide with me. Is that your prayer? So, there's been radical change in our relationship with God. In the Genesis, when God created man, he created man to be companion. He created man to be able to have fellowship with us. And there was fellowship. Read Genesis chapter 3. Verses 1 down through 10. And what you will discover is that God would meet with Adam in the cool of the day and fellowship with him. We began in connection with God. What in the world has happened to us that we have strayed so far away from him? This business of, 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 of fellowship and relationship that God had with man was working fine until that satanic interruption, that devilish deception that caused man to disobey God and, and the relationship broke. It became estranged. And as a result of that, God comes seeking that fellowship only to discover that man is not where he was. 
And so God uttered the very first question in the Bible. Adam, where art thou? Where are you? Or mankind, where are you? I created you. I put you in a situation where you might be blessed, but somehow you kind of acting like you created it yourself. You're acting like you don't need me. You're acting like you can get on without me. But I, I'm saying, Adam, that is the question that has been echoing down through the corridors of time. And it echoes today. You know, as always, we have three points to this message. One, the matter of reconciliation. Two, the ministry of reconciliation. And three, the message of reconciliation. I want you to stay tuned and be blessed as these three points will encapsulate the truth in this message. Therefore, we have the ministry of reconciliation. The matter of reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation. Notice it says, and hath given, verse 18, and hath given to us the what? The ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, it goes on to wit that God was in Christ, <laughs> reconciling the world unto himself. Watch this. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. And, not this now, that God was in Christ. Now, I thought God sent Christ. But God sent Christ. But God was also in Christ. The unity of the oneness of the Trinity. God. Everything Jesus did, God was in it. Though I know we see him as a separate individual in Nazareth. I've been to Nazareth. I, 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 and you begin, to, you have to get your thinking straight. This God that we serve loves us so much until he'll use every agent that he can to get you back. You may not think you mean much to God, but I want you to know you mean everything to him. You mean so much to him until he will let you go through trouble. He'll let you go through accidents and he'll let you go through whatever it takes to get you back to him. Whatever. I want you back. And God has given us that ministry. That's our ministry. We want to be with collars turned around and we want to have a big building and a little building and we, have, we got to have this and we got to have that. No, 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 no. The ministry has already been committed. Watch this. The word for ministry there is diakonia. Diakonia. It means service. Ministry means service. It means attendance. It means work. Got that? So then... You and I who have received the ministry of reconciliation must understand that that recon reconciliation means work. It means we're going to have to do something. It's one thing to feel something. It's another thing to do something. 
The reconciliation is serious business. When it says to wit, that's, a, that's a, a, an old Elizabethan phrase, or, or, which, which simply means namely. It means namely. What, 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 what's namely? That God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Now this is what blesses me. Not imputing their trespasses. Not imputing or counting their sins. God took the initiative. God gets involved. And in the process, with all the wrong we have done, oh, we looking good today. But everybody, we didn't come from Never Never Land. Everybody sitting up in here has sin in their history. And may have sin in their present. But I'm grateful that I serve a God who is willing to not only take the initiative to get us back, but to not let us receive the penalty for our sin. Hurry, Vernon. Hurry. Uh uh-uh. uh. Say, 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 he does not impute my sins or count my sins against him. Everything we did a against God, what we did to hurt the heart of God, what we did to sadden the very spirit of God, everything that we did to deny the Son of God, he does not hold against us if we will just accept the fact that we need to be in relationship with him. And that's something else. It, it reminds me of the man who stood in the courtroom and he was, uh, he actually had admitted guilty as charged. I did it. Yes, I did. I wish I didn't do it, but I did it. And the judge said, be quiet. He said, well, no, I just want to explain to you, judge. I'm really trying to tell you that I know I'm guilty and I need, I, I accept whatever you say. The judge said, I told you to be quiet. And the reason why I told you to be quiet is because, according to our record here, that the offended has withdrawn the charges. No case to answer. Good God from Zion. All your mess, all your behind-the-scenes stuff, every sin, every thought, every action, watch this now, you're guilty as charged, as I'm guilty as charged. But watch this, but when I stand before the bar, the judge says, no case to answer. Why? Because the offended has withdrawn the charges. Good God for Well, I sincerely trust that you've been blessed and inspired by this word. Isn't it awesome that we can change? Isn't it awesome that we can come back into fellowship with God? Isn't it awesome that God so loved us that he took the initiative to reconcile us unto himself? My friend, it's the greatest and most important experience in your life. Be reconciled. God. 
So until next time, when I shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.